2: Good morning, 6
4: o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh, now a clear sky and 23 degrees. A fragile truce between Hamas and Israel continues today after a deal to extend a four-day pause in fighting. At least 20 more hostages will be released over the next two days as part of a 48-hour extension of a humanitarian pause brokered through U.S. diplomacy.
5: Our team has prioritized getting this much-needed relief into Gaza to alleviate, alleviate the suffering of Palestinian civilians there. Of course, most of them have nothing to do with Hamas. White House
3: National Security Council spokesman John Kirby is hopeful this extension can lead to even longer
4: pauses in fighting. President Biden adding in a statement his administration won't stop until all of the hostages held by Hamas are released. At the White House, Jared Halpern, Fox News. Carlos Sanderson Honeycutt made his first appearance in Sedgwick County District Court Monday. The 26-year-old Honeycutt was arrested in Texas on suspicion of first-degree murder in the death of 24-year-old Brittany Wicker, who was shot to death in a home in the 2300 block of South Belmont in Wichita, November 12th. Police say Wicker was likely a victim of domestic violence. Charges are being filed against the Kansas man following a recent Amber Alert.
1: The U.S. Department of Justice said in a press release that 24-year-old Jordan Thompson of Galena is charged with two counts of assault with a deadly weapon for his alleged assault on two people November 24th at the Fort Riley military base. If he is convicted, he could face up to 10 years in prison on each of the two counts. Thompson and another individual were allegedly involved in a recent Amber Alert where a child was taken from a Fort Riley home at gunpoint. That situation prompted law enforcement in Kansas to launch an Amber Alert for the child who was recovered within an hour safely in Butler County. Tony Deusing, KNSS News.
4: Former President Donald Trump will return to New York City to testify in his civil fraud trial.
1: This time, the former president will take the stand in his own defense. His legal team says he will return to court December 11th to answer questions along a wider range of topics. New York Attorney General Letitia James is suing the former president for misleading lenders and insurers about the value of his assets. The judge in the case has already ruled that fraud occurred. His decision will be how much of a penalty the defendant must pay. The former president insists the case against him is politically motivated. Gernal Scott, Fox News.
4: Discounts on flights and more. An expert shares simple tips for shopping on Travel Tuesday.
1: Chicago-based travel expert Colleen Kelly encourages folks to sign up for an airline's email list for Travel Tuesday deals.
2: If you're signed up for those airlines email lists, you are going to be the first to know about their deals.
1: Appearing on Fox & Friends.
2: Also follow them on social media because some of these big deals... They're going to release on social media.
1: Travel Tuesday, a part of the holiday shopping frenzy where hotels, airlines, and agents tend to offer discounts. Kelly also recommends a travel service like Hopper, which partners with airlines, home, and rental car providers, saying Hopper lets you freeze a price for a small fee to ensure you and your loved ones can coordinate a getaway. Kristen
5: Goodwin, Fox News.
4: KNSS News Time now, 6.04, four minutes past six o'clock. The KNSS Morning News with Steve Ted, 6.08 now, 8 minutes past 6 o'clock. The family of Rosalind Carter has begun three days of memorials for the former First Lady and global humanitarian who died November 19th at the age of 96. The Carter Center confirms that former President Jimmy Carter plans to attend a memorial church service today in Atlanta for his partner of more than seven decades. An elderly woman has died after falling down a well in South Carolina home.
1: The Oconee County coroner says he has never seen a death like this in his 31 years on the job. The 83-year-old woman was helping her daughter pack up and move from the house in Salem when she fell through rotting floorboards in the 100-year-old home and down a well shaft the owner
4: didn't know was there. It took rescue crews nearly four hours to get the woman's body out of the nearly 50-foot hole. The coroner says she died from injuries sustained in the fall, and her death has been ruled an accident. Lee Silicera. Fox News. A flash mob of thieves broke into a Los Angeles Nike store, stealing thousands of dollars of merchandise. Fox's Marianne Rafferty reports from Los Angeles.
1: A group of 17 people rushed into the Nike store at a South LA mall last week and began stuffing shoe boxes and clothing into trash bags while store workers and other customers looked on. In just minutes, they were running out the doors with about $12,000 worth of merchandise. Police are estimating the mass suspects are between the ages of 15 and 20 years old. There were four females and 13 males. Investigators say the group fled the scene in four different vehicles. And earlier this month, LAPD Chief Michael Moore touted the work his retail theft task force has done in making arrests and recovering property.
4: Organized retail crime rose during the COVID-19 pandemic and caused at least $100 billion in product losses across the U.S., that's according to a 2022 National Retail Security Survey. A growing trend among U.S. parents has health experts concerned.
1: Parents are increasingly
4: giving their children melatonin as a sleep aid. A new study by the journal JAMA
1: Pediatrics suggests about 18% of children age 5 to 9 are using it. And a survey earlier this year by the American Academy of Sleep Medicine suggested that about 46% of parents have given melatonin to children under the age of 13 to help them sleep. The group has issued a health advisory saying parents should consult a doctor before giving it to children. Side effects like daytime sleepiness, headache, nausea, and dizziness sometimes occur from taking melatonin, but little is known about the long-term effects of consumption in children
4: and adolescents. Tom Rigotti, Fox News. KNSS Time now, 6
3: 11 minutes past 6 o'clock. And we just had a traffic accident now. This is uh, on Kellogg. It's affecting eastbound Kellogg, and it's right around the Meridian Edwards exit there in West Wichita. So uh, that's the area we're talking about. It's already starting to back things up. We want to uh, watch out for this one again. That's a traffic accident. Looks like the accident happened just west of uh, yeah the Meridian Edwards exit on eastbound Kellogg. Might want to avoid that for a while. Traffic update. 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Chad Chambers.
4: And now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan.
3: Good morning. We have a clear sky and cold across Wichita and south-central Kansas this morning. Once again, the snow on the ground reflects the sunlight today that will hold temperatures down significantly compared to the rest of the state where we have not seen as much snow or high 42 with a southwesterly wind. Clear in 23 overnight. Tomorrow's high again in the low 40s. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday.
4: Now a clear sky, 21 degrees, an east wind at five miles per hour. Six twelve. Stephen Ted in the morning here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Ted Woodward. Hi there. Cold again this morning. Yes, sunny, cold day across central Kansas Monday. Wichita's high temperature was 39 degrees, normal high for the date 52. Not a lot of wind to make it feel much cooler than that, but uh, 39 was the high. On this is uh, November 28th on this date in 1952. Salinas set their all time record low for November when the mercury plunged to five below zero. That was in Salina on this date in 1952. That was a quite 1952 was quite a weather year, it seems, around here. We had a date of some sort of record in 50. Well, we had a, a snowfall date for Wichita in 52 yesterday. All right. So on this dated 14 and 1942, fire engulfed the Council Coconut Grove nightclub in Boston, killing 492 people in the deadliest nightclub blaze ever. Yeah, that was awful. The cause of the rapidly spreading fire, which began in the basement, is in dispute. One theory is that a busboy accidentally ignited an artificial palm tree while using a lighted match to fix a light bulb. I have 492 people in a fire. Yikes. Coconut Grove. A lot of people in a very small space. Very small and space.
0: And probably not many opportunities to get to an exit.
4: A lot of panic. Probably the exits weren't, Yes, yeah, suitable. All right. Uh, Sandy Hook families, who won nearly $1.5 billion in legal judgments against conspiracy theorist Alex Jones for calling the 2012 Connecticut school shooting a hoax have offered to settle that debt for only pennies on the dollar, at least $85 million over 10 years. The offer was made in Jones' personal bankruptcy case in Houston last week. In a legal filing, lawyers for the family said they believed the proposal was viable, a viable way to help resolve the bankruptcy reorganization cases of both Jones and his company, Free Speech Systems. But in the sharply worded document, the attorneys continue to accuse the Infowars host of. Failing to curb his personal spending and extravagant lifestyle. Failing to preserve the value of his holdings. Refusing to sell assets and failing to produce certain financial documents. So, sounds like that case is not decided yet. All right, see, what else we got going on this morning? Here you go. Uh, Don't notice this. Well, I have noticed a couple times in the last few weeks. Uh, These people, these guys who, who wear their pants on the ground... You know, the, slow, the low fans. You mean everybody? <laughs> a lot of people. Authorities say a pair of multicolored briefs peeking out above a robbery suspect's low slung trousers helped police arrest him. The robbery happened at a tobacco shop in Queens, September 14th, 2022. Three masked men robbed the store at gunpoint, according to a federal complaint. Surveillance video showed one of the suspects wearing brightly colored underwear. With a large letter R in the white, in white, and the year 1990 in yellow, apparently his personal underpants. There, authorities say a uh, tipster recognized the man. Oh, of course. Ah, there you pass along his Instagram the underwear. Yeah. You know. oh, yeah, suspect believed to be the man in the colorful briefs was arrested Wednesday. All right, Stephen's headed here in the morning. Today is Giving Tuesday, and we had a couple of things to talk about this morning in relation to that. Um, there's talking about a jury duty scam and you had a report on this, uh, Ted, uh, uh briefly, this is, uh, somebody's getting, a, they're getting calls about missing jury duty. Yeah. There's, that's there's, the old
0: jury duty scam that shows up every once in a while. Somebody calls you, says you, you missed your jury duty. You're going to be fined. And unless you pay this much, whatever that you're going, we're going to come to we'll arrest you within the hour. So you need to pay the, me this money now. And people panic, and some people do. If you're a victim, yeah, and then you start, uh, you know, buying gift cards or cryptocurrency or Bitcoin, and give it to these people, and then they they scam you out of your money, and they're gone. You can't, and there's no way to trace them.
4: Hmm. Is there a is there a pen, I and I don't honestly. Uh, I've never been on a jury. Never been on a jury. I don't know if you have, but is there a a penalty for not showing up, or do they just call you and give you a hard time? They don't
0: call you. That's the thing. Oh, okay. Central County Sheriff's office is not going to call you. So if you miss a jury duty, they'll probably send you a letter. There's some sort of dereliction yeah. process that goes on. But they're not going to call you. They're not going to call you and arrest you within an hour.
3: <laughs> and yeah, it's it's always going to be a long process. If anybody yes. says, "Oh, this is going to happen right away now, and today." Nope. Yep, you're, nope, that's a They're that Dealing is, with government
4: yeah. people here and they don't move fast, so. No. All right. So there's a
0: scam and if you know if you're looking at your if you're looking at the phone number, the scam yeah, looks like it's coming from the, from the, the call is coming from the Sedgwick County Sheriff's Office. it's right. that's part of the scam.
4: Yeah, and you, if you're a trusting person, over trusting, you might be in trouble.
3: And if if it sounds if it sounds completely sincere, and you really really think that maybe it might just be, tell them you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to hang up right now and I'm going to call you right back. Yeah, there you go. And then call the Sedgwick County Courthouse. Don't call a the number they give you. Just you know look up the courthouse's number and give them a call. Right. And they'll tell you that you're fine because you were, you know, being scammed. Six eighteen, Stephen Ted of the morning here on KNSS
4: and Lead Off Sports this morning with Ted Woodward. Ted. We'll talk uh, Kansas
0: City Chiefs football tonight, the weekly edition of the Chiefs Kingdom Show, hosted by the play-by-play voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis. That'll be at 6 o'clock tonight over on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Chiefs are in the middle of a back-to-back road games. They've already won at Las Vegas. Next up, Sunday night football. Visiting the Green Bay Packers on the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. (laughs) So Chiefs right now are in the number two spot in the conference with a month and a half to go. So a lot to talk about tonight on the Chiefs Kingdom show. That's at six o'clock tonight over on KFH. Then after that, we've got K-State men's basketball. The Wildcats are off to a four and two start. K-State hosting Oral Roberts. Kansas State has won 12 straight. Home non-conference games in Manhattan. Wildcats are 4-2 on the season. Oral Roberts has never won in Manhattan, 0-4 over the years. FanDuel has K-State as a 14-and-a-half point favorite going into this one tonight. K-State hosting Oral Roberts. Listen live to K-State basketball at 7 o'clock tonight over on KFH. We have women's basketball action tonight here in town. The Shocker ladies hosting Southeastern Louisiana That'll be a 6 o'clock tip-off tonight at Coke Arena as the Shocker ladies start a four-game homestand. First time these teams have met in 37 years. Shocker women have won both their home games so far this season. And I'm going to be the special guest public address announcer for the Shocker women tonight. All right. For that one at Coke Arena this evening. A little football news for you. Kansas State quarterback Will Howard entering the transfer portal. He's got one year of elibi- eligibility remaining, and he apparently wants to for his options and leave kansas state probably means that avery johnson from mays is the heir apparent and will take over quarterback next season for the wildcats long time away will howard entering the transfer portal k-state quarterback let's take a look at uh, some national sports news from yesterday
2: on Monday Night Football, the Bears didn't score a touchdown against the Vikings, but they won anyway. Chicago pulling out a 12-10 win over their NFC North rival in a defensive struggle. The Bears intercepted Vikings quarterback Joshua Dobbs four times. Chicago now 4-8 and eight on the season. The loss drops Minnesota to 6-6. Six and six. After losing their fourth game in a row Sunday to fall to a league-worst 1-10 and ten on the season, the Panthers Monday fired first-year head coach Frank Reich. He was let go by the Colts last season, making Reich the first coach coach fired in back-to-back seasons since the NFL-AFL merger in 1970. That's sports on the Fox News Rundown. I'm Eric Messersmith, Fox News.
0: And sports here with Steve and Ted is brought to you by Bel Air Recovery Center. Proud to serve veterans that served our nation. Located in northeast Wichita, Bel Air Recovery
4: Center improves the lives they touch. 621 now, keep it up for Dr. Sanjay Gupta. When you get your shot, does it matter which arm? That's on the way, Stephen. Stephen Ted of the morning here on KNSS. This is Stephen Tad on
3: 987 and 1330
4: KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh, Ted Woodward, 21 degrees here
3: at 6:30
4: on this Tuesday morning. Israel and Hamas moving into a fifth day of temporary ceasefire as Hamas is expected to release more hostages. Fox's Jeff Paul has the latest from Tel Aviv.
0: The Israeli government now has a list of names of the next group of hostages they expect to be released, signaling that this deal between Israel and Hamas has in fact been extended, at least by a day. Again, this is all day-to-day, very tense negotiations going on. Some of the 11 hostages that were just released are back here on Israeli soil, being choppered over to one of the area hospitals to get checked out. Here's what we know about this group two mothers involved in there and that release and nine kids, the youngest twin three-year-old girls.
4: Israel is still saying it is committed to crushing Hamas's military capabilities after the pause ends.
0: Harvey County, especially hard hit during the weekend snowstorm, which dumped more than a foot of snow in Heston. Harvey County Communications received more than 400 phone calls. 126 of those were for 911. During the event, 40 Crashes were reported. Among those six involving injuries, 34 non-injury, 78 vehicles ended up in the ditch in Harvey County.
4: Construction to replace a nearly 70-year-old bridge southwest of Clearwater will start Monday. It's one of the many aging infrastructures in Kansas, according to the Kansas Department of Transportation. Sedgwick County Public Works Director Lynn Packer says the county has been doing its part to maintain the bridge near Clearwater.
2: A lot of bridges are coming up to their design life, and you've got that where those are naturally going to need more maintenance to keep up.
4: The state is spending extra money on repairs now because of years of neglect. The Clearwater Bridge has spanned the Ninnisaw River since 1955. Nikki Haley was campaigning close to home at a
0: spirited town hall in Bluffton, South Carolina.
2: As the New York Times reports, powerful business leaders believe Haley can topple former President Trump. Haley criticized Trump by saying there's too much mayhem and drama around him.
1: We have too much division in this country and too many threats around the world to be sitting in chaos once again.
2: Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie is investing a tremendous amount of time and energy in battleground New Hampshire. On ABC's This Week, Christie criticized his GOP rivals for bickering with one another and not taking on the former president.
5: If all three of us would go after Donald Trump, well, then the, the most credible amongst the three of us in terms of those uh, those critiques uh, would wind up winning uh, winning this primary.
2: In Washington, Mike Emanuel, Fox News.
4: Ann Arbor, Michigan police went on an hour-long chase of a construction vehicle driven by a 12-year-old. Fox's Taryn Asher has more.
2: The chase starts with speeds only maxing out at 20 miles per hour. But the 35,000-pound construction genie with a front-end forklift can do quite a bit of damage. Lights and sirens blare throughout the chase, but the child driver never stopped, striking a total of 10 vehicles as he weaved in and out of neighborhoods, riding curbs and running stoplights. Stop spikes wouldn't penetrate those tires, and police couldn't get permission to get in front of the forklift. Washington County deputies would soon take over, but it would take nearly an hour before the 12-year-old boy finally gave up, stopping at M14 in Godforson. That's where he was taken into custody.
4: Police say the vehicle was left unlocked at Forsyth Middle School with the keys inside. Now, look at the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan.
3: Good morning. With a clear sky and cold here in Wichita, we expect to be sunny and quiet for most of today. We'll likely reach the upper 30s or so by lunchtime, 42 later on this afternoon. Clear overnight, cello 23. Partly sunny, 42 on Wednesday, with a return chance of rain late Thursday. I'm KNSS, meteorologist urologist, Holliday.
4: holiday. clear sky, 21 degrees. We have an east wind at 5 miles per hour. Stephen's head in the morning here, and just about an hour from now, we'll check in with the Sedgwick County Commission Chair Pete Meitzner. Our weekly chat with Pete, that comes up around right at 735 this morning here on KNSS. Today is Tuesday, November 28th. And it was on this date in 1961 that Ernie Davis of Syracuse University became the first black college football player to be named winner of the Heisman Trophy. 1961, number 44, I believe, if memory serves. Ernie Davis. Great player. Good football player. Yeah. <laughs> Nearly 9,000 private schools in Louisiana don't need state approval to grant diplomas. Students can buy a high school diploma for $465. Almost all such unapproved schools serve a single homeschooling family, but some have buildings, classrooms, teachers, and dozens of students. Unapproved schools make up a small percentage of the state total, but the students in Louisiana's off-the-grid school system are a rapidly growing example of the nation's continuing fallout from COVID-19, families disengaging from traditional education. More than 21,000 students are enrolled in the state's unapproved schools, nearly double the number from before the pandemic. So you could get a degree for only, a high school diploma for only $465. And Kansas
0: is one of those states where Do we you, have a, that you can get a diploma from unapproved schools. Wow.
4: Okay. So what does that mean exactly? I guess anybody who wants to graduate can. with Pretty what, much. Whatever they want to do i was
0: listening to armstrong and getty which is on knss sure late nights and they had a great segment about schools and how in the state of oregon they're basically saying we have no standards you get a diploma no matter what when you reach the age of 18 so there's oh. absolutely no criteria at all for learning for doing anything hmm. they've they've just completely abandoned having any standards at all kind okay of
4: like the old uh T-ball trophy there. Like, huh? yeah,
0: when you hit the age of 18, here's your diploma, whether or not you studied or earned it or got grades or anything. There's no standards.
4: You know, I think that's wrong. <laughs> that's <laughs> Well,
0: that was their opinion as well, as yeah. what's going on. But
4: you
0: yeah. know if Oregon's doing it, that other states are going to follow. Yeah.
4: Well, get Pretty
0: soon in. that high school diploma is going to be
4: pretty meaningless. Yeah. To get out in real life and what uh, motivation do you have to do anything? I guess you don't. A Nebraska woman... Yeah. yeah I'm not a, much of an outdoorsman, as you know, Ted. So, uh, th- but this is interesting to me about a Nebraska woman who bagged a marriage proposal along with a big buck during a recent deer hunting trip. Samantha Kamenzin's boyfriend not only gave her the first shot at the giant buck they first spotted on a trail camera south of Lincoln, but then he surprised her by popping the question during a photo shoot with the prize trophy. In other words, she killed the deer... And then he proposed. True love. Cole Burris said he was excited his future bride killed the buck because the two have bonded over their shared love of hunting during three years of dating. Oh. Three Three years, years, huh? Yeah. He's not uh, quick to make up his mind about these things. The two are aiming at a possible wedding date next fall. Yes. But she said the bride will be in camouflage and the groom will be in camouflage. Yeah, but she said it uh, definitely will not be during hunting season. Oh. Got too many things to do. Yeah. Get married in the off season. Yeah. Do you don't want to when you can go out and shoot a deer or something? <laughs> All right. Uh talking about uh, getting rid of the snow yesterday you and I were discussing this a little bit and you, you are the purist. You say wait till it melts on its own. I I was going to do that. My driveway is 99% cleared by Mother Nature. I was going to do that, but yesterday my wife insisted that we need to get the walk uh, taken care of because somebody could slip out there. And da, 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 da. So She called my grandson, Nolan, who is, it had a birthday the other day. He's 23, you know. But it was his day off. She woke him up, and he, he came right over and shoveled off that, you know, that little walk we got in front. Mm-hmm. Shoveled that off, did a real nice job. Very nice. So appreciate that. I guess uh, my wife doesn't want me shoveling snow anymore. So I'm going to say, okay. And you're not shoveling anyway.
0: (laughs) I can barely remember the last time I
4: shoveled. Okay. All right. It's uh, 6.37 now. Stephen Ten in the morning here on KNSS. And it's time for our Commodities Update with Tom Leffler of
1: Leffler Commodities. Good morning, Tom. Well good morning Steve and Ted the cattle complex had hit Monday with more new lows for the slide to the downside and some new contract lows The long liquidation continued yesterday by the managed money accounts Monday's futures trading volume was extremely large especially for the feeder cattle yesterday last week the five area feed yards sold nearly thirty nine thousand head of cattle. Kansas' average cash steer price last week was $176.95, down $0.82 cents from the previous week. And Lean Hog Futures yesterday traded mixed, closed negative with some new contract lows. Yesterday's closes saw February live cattle down $2.15 at $168.82. January feeders down $6.52 at 21280 and February lean hogs down $1.85 at 6692. Now Monday there was a lack of fresh news as the managed money added to their net shorts in the wheat and the corn futures and caused some new contract lows. Weather concerns in Brazil brought the soybeans off their daily lows yesterday. and yesterday's crop progress report is the last of this season. It showed the winter wheat good to excellent condition at 50% nationwide as an improvement of two points from last week. Kansas is now sitting at only thirty-two percent, Oklahoma fifty-three percent, and Texas forty-six percent. At the moment, March KC wheat's three and a quarter cents higher at five ninety-nine and three quarters. March corn up penny in the at and a quarter at $4.76.5. January beans up nine cents at 13 dollars and 3 quarters. January crude oil trading 74 cents higher at 75 60 December gold's up $3.40 at $2,015.80. December SP down five and three quarter points at $4,555. December Dollar Index is unchanged at $103.10. And December Dow Jones Futures 13 points lower at $35,360. For commodity trading, ag marketing, or managed trading programs, contact Lefter Commodities on the phone or on the web by using 866-GO-TO-TOM.
4: So, Tom, Harvey and, and Marion counties, uh, some places got more than a foot of snow over the weekend. Uh, what is that? Uh, what does that translate in terms of actual moisture going into the ground? How many inches for one inch of water, you say?
1: Well, it varies on how wet the snow is. The snow seemed to have some moisture to it. So, I mean, you're looking at, you know, probably well over an inch of rain.
4: Okay, so very helpful anyway.
1: But very helpful. And the other factor was the fact that the wind did not blow, and this snow laid where it fell. So that means it will melt there like we saw a lot of melting yesterday. And uh, usually we see the snow blown into the ditches and the tree rows. And people may think that if,
4: just because the temperature is down around freezing, it means there won't be any melting. But that sun comes out, and... uh It'll melt it, don't, even if you're down in the 30s. You bet it does. All right, <laughs> All right thank you, sir. The uh, KNSS Commodities Update with Tom Leffler of Leffler Commodities. On the way, Don Grant, CFP, the money tracker, retiring with a million bucks. Hey! Yeah. Or in Ted's case, 12 million bucks. Hey! <laughs> hey. That's coming up with Stephen's End in the Morning on KNSS. Call from Mom. Answer it Stephen Taylor, the morning, KNSS. 646 now here on this Tuesday morning. Three big things. Three. Suspect formally charged with killing a Wichita woman. Police say it was domestic violence. Two. Harvey County, especially hard hit by weekend storm, with more than a foot of snow and hundreds of 911 calls. One. Israel and Hamas agree to a two-day ceasefire extension for more prisoner and hostage exchange. Three big things: Steve and Ted on KNSS.
3: Continue to avoid eastbound Kellogg. We have an accident that's between West and Meridian. Got a call just a little bit ago from one of the traffic trackers, traffic tracker Justin, saying that that packup goes back to all the way back to I-235 now. So it's uh, going back quite a ways. Might want to avoid that entirely if you can. Traffic is moving there, just a very, very slowly. Uh, stay to the right if you can. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. And
4: we should see a little more melting today. It'll be sunny today with a high of 42 degrees. Mostly clear and cold tonight, the overnight low 20. And for Wednesday, mostly sunny. Tomorrow's high, 43 degrees. Now clear sky. We have an east wind at 5 miles per hour and 21 degrees. Steve and 10 in the morning on KNSS. A mother in Georgia is suing her daughter's school because the school failed to protect her daughter from a fellow knife-wielding student, despite the school knowing the suspect had been carrying a knife the day before the attack.
5: This is Fox on Justice. A Georgia mother is suing a school district for failing to prevent her 8th grade daughter from being stabbed on school property. The attack happened at Ola Middle School outside of Atlanta in March. The 8th grader was walking to gym when she was set upon and stabbed by another 8th grade girl. She was stabbed 14 times, left covered in blood. The lawsuit is for $3 million. The family claims a resource officer told school administrators that the attacker had a knife and planned to use it one day before the attack took place. One troubling event from this fight, students recorded it almost in its entirety, On their phones. It was only until a 13 year old boy stepped up to pull the victim and rescue her. In Atlanta, Steve Harrigan, Fox News.
4: On Cyber Monday, stock indexes ended on the downside.
2: Stocks losing steam, heading into the closing bell and ending in the red as investors get in gear for a busy week of economic data. E-commerce stocks like Amazon, Shopify, and Buy Now, Pay Later company Affirm rose on this Cyber Monday. Shares of Affirm Holdings leading the charge, rising 12% in large part due to a report from Adobe that said Buy Now, Pay Later transactions drove $760 million in online spending in Black Friday weekend sales. Shares of Foot Locker fell after the sportswear shoe retailer was downgraded by City, the Dow winners, Microsoft Home Depot and Walmart, the Dow Decliners, United Health Group, Amgen, and Johnson and Johnson. The Dow falling fifty seven points, the Nasdaq down ten, S P five hundred down nine. Hillary Barski, Fox News.
4: Well it's a great goal to hear and to talk about, but can you reach it? Can you retire with a million bucks? Don Grant, CFP, the money tracker with us this morning. Good morning, Don. Well, sure you can. Of Steve.
2: course. Good morning, Stephen <laughs> You know, being a millionaire for retirement is a healthy goal, not counting other income-creating assets and income sources like Social Security. A million bucks should provide about $50,000 a year in inflation-adjusted income for your entire retirement without dramatically reducing your original million. Well, how many Americans have $1 million in savings at retirement? Statistically, the Federal Reserve Survey of Consumer Finances shows that about 10% of retirees have $1 billion or more in saving. Most retirees have much less put away. Here's a look at average retirement savings by age. Ages 65 to 74, the average retirement savings is $426,000. Ages 75 and older, $357,000. That's the average. The median change changes that numbers even more. Uh, the median represents the middle number in a group of numbers. The same Fed data shows that 65 to 74-year-olds have a median of $164,000 in retirement accounts, and 75 and older have just 83000 these are the latest reported numbers that are from 2019, so the averages may be a bit more or less than that now. When we look at average net worth, the numbers are a bit better. Remember that your net worth is a measurement of your assets, that's things you own, versus your liabilities that you may owe. Well, the Fed puts the average retiree's net worth at $1.2 million for 65 to 74 and 988000 for those who are 75 and older. Included in net work calculations are retirement accounts, bank accounts, including CDs, stocks, all bonds, managed assets, real estate, cash value life insurance, business equity, etc. That is netted against any and all loans. Is $1 million enough? Well, that depends upon your lifestyle, retirement age, life expectancy, health care costs, and other income sources. After those considerations, you may need much less. Work with your certified financial planner pro to help you determine how much in savings you'll need to have for a comfortable retirement. And, of course, if you have any questions, you can give me a call over at Saver Wealth. The number is 267-0600.
4: Sit down with your your consultant and they say, and you will say, well, what do you want to do when you're retired? You got any idea what you you want to go? Do you want to travel? You want to? What do you want to do? Right?
2: Yes, exactly. I mean, the the, the your, your CFP pro's job is to sort of put a number to whatever lifestyle you want to achieve, and then take a look at where you are, and look at what it's going to take to get you where you want to be. Okay.
4: Very good. Today is uh, National Day of Giving. It encourages us to give something back. We just, some of us spent the weekend shopping and searching for the best possible deals. A lot of people did that. A lot of people did Cyber Monday yesterday. Today is a national day of giving and reminding us to to give to those in need. What do you think, Don?
2: I think that's a good goal. and, and I hate to look at it from this point of view, but there also could be some tax benefits to that.
4: Well, that's what you do, though. I mean, you, that's part of what you do for a living is help people to understand the tax system and that there are benefits to, to giving.
2: Exactly. Let's so what, you. Do you, what are you giving Ted and Jad today?
4: Uh, what do you mean? That's, that's, they're not charity cases, are you, Ted? You I would beg know. to differ. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, I'll have to think of something appropriate. I, I noticed somebody's brought out our Christmas lamp. Yeah. That'll cheer your day I up. dug too. that out yesterday. Did you dig it out? Yeah. Uh, do I have one of those? We lights? only have one
0: left. One left. A listener gave us one each, and the other the lights burn out on the other one. So.
4: <laughs> we got do, one left. Can you describe that? Uh, Maybe I, together we can describe it. It's well, a, it's a
0: listener that uh, made this uh, it's it's Christmas bottle. light concoction, but it's, it's, a, it's a whole string of <coughs> Christmas lights stuffed inside a wine bottle. Yeah. An empty wine bottle. And there's some little decorations uh, up top, and there's a reindeer and some holly and some Candy canes, and then you plug it in, and it lights
4: up from the inside of the wine bottle. It's really cool. It's kind of original. I mean, yeah. I never I saw anything like that. But when did we get that? About eight, nine years ago? Yeah. Old? We call it out at Christmas time every year. That our, our, wow. our, our inflatable Santa Claus. Well, we don't have one of those. But uh, you got anything you're going to put in the yard here for Christmas, sir, other than for sale, sign.
2: Rather than hanging lights, I'm going to – you know those those lights you shine at the house that look like yes. the houses have snow dropping on? That's what I'm doing. Nice. Yeah, you know, that way you don't have to – you don't have to s- climb up on the roof and all that. You just set a couple of these things, plug them in, put them on a timer, and you're done. Yeah.
4: I'm seeing uh, yard signs around town that says you're decorating. Is it, apparently, there are obviously people who are decorating houses for a phenomenal fee. And – uh how about that? You, you wouldn't employ somebody like that, huh?
2: Well, uh, no. Well, well, I mean, I, I guess if I had, you know, more spirit, maybe I would. But, <laughs> but uh, also, it, it upsets me that they're putting those signs in public areas. You know, I mean, those are illegal signs.
4: They are. Oh, Okay.
2: <laughs>
4: I'll have to take mine down. All right. I, you know, I for I think two years, my wife talked me into trying to do that around our house. Got up there on a the ladder with those little. Funky little fasteners on the and and then you had to plug in it uh, to the to a socket socket inside the house, going through the 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 mail hole. I, it was just a pain in the rear end. I didn't I did not dig it. Finally, yeah, after a about lot of work, I, about two years, I just said, "Take these lights over to Goodwill. That's it."
2: Well, I used to do it every year and follow the whole roof line up to the up to the ridge and all that stuff, and it's that is a lot of work. But you know what? It does look pretty darn cool. Hmm
4: yeah i guess so all right
0: what are are your lights project on your house
2: snowflakes they're they're like yeah they're like they're like just just different geometric you know things it's sort of when and they rotate so when it spins it makes it look like it's uh like it's snow sort of falling on the house or something nice pretty cool yeah and they're a lot easier you know you spike three or four of them out there and like i said run a cord to them with a timer and you're good you're ready to go
4: all right thank you don it's uh 6.56 Six fifty-six. Now, Stephen Ted coming up seven o'clock. Top of the hour news this morning: Israel and Hamas extend ceasefire for two days, and a Wichita murder suspect formally charged. That's on the way. Stephen Ted in the morning
3: here on KNSS. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services LLC, member FINRA/SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services LLC, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Saber Wealth is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS.